Oh, hi. We found ourselves <laughs> in a special location for Ted and Andy have more to say. My name is Andrew Schultz. My name is Ted Henley. And imagine this location uh, has food and has beer. Yes. Anyone who's seen our previous uh, podcasts or listened to them knows that we happen to be fans of food and beer. So, you know, fancy that, that we show up here. Together or separately, this is together. This is the <laughs> last best in their brewing and distilling. Now, it's interesting because Alberta all day long. Right? Yeah. They have different breweries across the province. And the deal with Last Best is it's a tip of the hat to the old uh, West when they said, come on out to, to Alberta, come on out to the West. And when it comes to brewing, Last Best, it's the last best chance to get the best water, best ingredients. And uh, a little birdie told me that they're working on their distilling right now too. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're kegging it right now. They're putting it in casks because they want it to age. Um, the beers are on tap. They have five regular beers on tap uh, all the time, and then they rotate a couple more. Uh, so come on down and check it out. We're just at 11th Ave and 5th Street Southwest, which is, uh, you know, remember the old keg location? Uh, well, it's right next door to that. Breathing life into yeah. the old Electric Avenue. This yeah. is cool. Electric Avenue brings me to our topic that I wanted to talk about today, Ted. <laughs> I was down here in 1989 running around the streets because the Calgary Flames had won the Stanley Cup. You were 29, right? I was <laughs> I was not old enough to go into an establishment like Last Best here or back in the day, Fox and Firkin, one of the old uh, haunts. But I was a fan of the Calgary Flames. Yeah. I'm wearing my Calgary Flames jersey. If you're listening, if you can see me, you see what I'm wearing today. I want to talk about... What, particularly this comes up when you talk about hockey playoffs, NFL, CFL, Football, NBA, yeah, MLB. Yeah. When the playoffs are in full swing more than anything, you hear about fans coming out of the woodwork. Now, what is the definition of a fan? Because I know that in our business and with our buddies, if guys and gals together like to give people a hard time for being fans of certain teams. What does it take to be a fan of a team? Do you have to live in the city where the team is playing, or do you have uh, have to have some roots from the city? Yeah. What do you think? What okay, you think? so my take on this is that um, anyone can be a fan, but to be a hardcore fan, you have to have cheered for the team for a significant amount of time. You don't have to live in the city. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, like anyone can be a fan of any team in any place in the world, be it uh, Premier League, uh, you know, football, or whatever it happens to be that you like, Aussie rules football, whatever. Um, but I think you can call yourself a fan, or you can call yourself a hardcore fan. Okay. And the distinction is between, I guess, uh, you can be a fan even if you're like a bandwagon jumper during the playoffs, yeah. you want to cheer for whatever team you think is going to win, you jump on that bandwagon, you're such and such team's fan. Okay. Right? But to be a hardcore fan, you also cheer for the team during the down times. Oh, okay. And so the tough times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I know in Calgary, for example, the city where our podcast comes from, we have a lot of people who cheer on the uh, uh, Canadians, right? Montreal, Montreal Can Canadians. Yeah. Uh, we have Bruins fans, Boston, Boston Bruins fans, fans when yeah. it comes to hockey. Um, and it's tough because in Canada, NFL, do you cheer for Seattle just because they're the closest sure. geographically? Uh, but interestingly enough, you have roots in Toronto. I do. And you don't carry that Maple Leaf love with you. And I've said this many times on the show, and I'll, I'll say it again television. right now. I am 45 years of age, and the Toronto Maple Leafs have done nothing during my lifetime. Okay, nothing. Which is why I can't continue to cheer for a team. As a teenager, I went to high school and then university in Toronto. I, of course, I cheered for the Leafs. Because they were a hometown okay. team, right? But as I moved across the country, and I've lived in many different cities, during my career, I've adopted that team as my team. But also nothing's exciting from your... 
Nothing. nothing never, from, well, why would you cheer for yeah. the Leafs? Because it, in the distant future, it doesn't look like they're going to do anything, even until I'm 50. So there you go. But, I mean, having said that, I'm also a San Francisco 49ers fan. And how did that come to be? And that Travel came about because I grew up watching Joe Montana, oh, Jerry okay. Rice, all those guys, right, in the NFL. Because the team was hot at that time when I was like, you know, 82, 83, 84, 85. When I was like, you know, a, a tween and a teenager. I was like, oh, yeah, these guys are pretty fun to watch. So I adopted them. And the San Francisco Giants, the reason I became a Giants fan is because a friend of mine lives in San Francisco and every time I came down to visit him and he's been down there for about 14 years now we would always go to Giants games yeah. and so I just kind of adopted that as my National League team my American League team is still the Toronto Blue Jays okay. I like the Jays yeah go Jays go again because I grew up as a teenager in Absolutely. the 80s when they were winning right so yeah got, you got to get swept up yeah. I uh, became an NBA fan about six years ago just out of the blue saw a game on oh this is it's a very fast-paced game yeah. and for some reason and they've had some good years past two or three years but when I became a fan of the Los Angeles Clippers they were not doing so great but they had Blake Griffin they had Chris Paul sure and I watched these guys do some tremendous things I like the lighthearted nature of, of how they played the game and so the Clippers I kind of forayed into becoming an NBA you fan also probably like cheering for a team that's not the mainstream that's team, how, right? yeah 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 look at Los Angeles particularly well, yeah. now the Clippers are doing better than the Lakers yeah. but back then they were in the shadow of Big Brother Lakers oh yeah I've seen a couple of their games and I, I really enjoy that but it made me think this psychology behind becoming a fan and feeling like you belong or that that becomes your team but I also think it's also fun to razz people who aren't cheering <laughs> for your team. So I think that's part of it as well, the social aspect yeah. of giving somebody a hard time. Uh, but also, it's it's always interesting to me when somebody is a, a fan of a team on the other side of the continent or on the other side of the world, never been there, never lived, but they have a right to. Oh, sure. You know. Sure, and they're and, fans. And you don't need to buy and merchandise. Hardcore. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, some people are Jersey people. Some people, are, some people wear ball hats. Some people, and you know, whatever you like to do, right? Some people just wear the, the team color yeah. in a scarf or whatever it happens to be. I mean, show your fan appreciation any way you want. But you can't call yourself a hardcore fan if you don't cheer for a team, even during the downtime. I love that philosophy. Yeah. That is a great philosophy. If you have a philosophy or a favorite team you'd like to send our way, or if you have a definition of what a true fan is, <laughs> Ted's got his, I've got mine, whenever you you, you know, feel an attachment, that's fine with me. But breakfasttelevision.ca, let us know your thoughts on uh, Ted and Andy. I have more to say.